Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vulnerability with Brie, turning your pain into purpose. Um, if you are new here, welcome. And if you are one of our family listeners who do not know me personally, hello. Uh, my name is Brie, and I am the voice behind Vulnerability with Brie. We have decided to branch out and add video podcasts to our original podcast. So this will be our trial episode. Um, so welcome. I hope that you all had a very Merry Christmas. My life has been absolute chaos for the last four days, but God is still good. He is faithful. We had a wonderful Christmas with family in the mountains. Um, I had not prepared to go out of town. So this week's episode is a little rushed. Uh, I felt a little pressured getting it put together, but that's okay because there's a word that needs to be released and we are going to release that word today. So I pray that you all are well and had a very Merry Christmas. I am coming to you today with some new accessories that my beautiful husband purchased for this podcast. I'm so thankful to have him in my corner encouraging me, supporting me, and cheering me on in this new journey. He had one request, and it was to leave his business off the podcast. Um, I'm trying my best, but I do like to brag uh, and give credit where it's due. I was blessed with a wonderful husband, man of God. Um, and so without further ado, we have a new microphone and a beautiful ring light uh, that actually came with a phone holder as well, but um, I'm very thankful was overwhelmed with love and grace this week and this uh, Christmas we went to visit some family and that is actually what brought about this week's episode. Uh, my brain got reeling and um, I was talking with my beautiful lash technician and not just that but a beautiful friend of mine that I consider one of my best friends Stephanie yesterday and we were discussing just different life struggles and things that we had both went through and I was reminded that so often we try to put on this facade of being perfect and many people are left in the position of going, God, how can you use me? Can I be used by God? I'm so unworthy to be used by God. And guys, I've been there. Um, you guys get to see the hands now that we have a video. Uh, I am a hand talker, so you will. I will try to keep them out of the camera, but uh, I do move my hands a lot when speaking. But um, anyways, so this week's episode, episode four already, guys, it's already been four weeks. That is insane to me. Uh, and the family is still growing, but episode four is titled, how can God use someone like me? Um, if you're anything like me, you've found yourself in situations, uh, maybe you've been called to a calling that is scary and you feel like no matter how hard you try, you just mess up and you ask yourself, God, how can you really use someone like me? Um, I've asked God that question probably a million times. God, why did you pick me? God, how can you use me? But the truth of the matter is that God does not pick people who are worthy. Guys, he doesn't. He's not looking for somebody who has it all together. He's not looking for somebody who knows all the right answers and always does things the right way because he knows that we are broken. Um, and maybe you say, well, I wasn't worthy, but God called me. And every time I try to step out, 
everything goes a mess. My life falls apart. Um, I mess up. I regress spiritually. Guys, I promise you, you're not alone. Um, there are so many people who are long, long old timers, as we call them in the ministry, who battle the very same problems. So today's episode, we're going to go through and answer some of those questions. Um, I've been a minister for eight years now. If you don't know me personally, um, I taught children's church as a young girl before I left the church. And then when I got back into the church, I sang with my father and my siblings. Um, that was not my calling, guys. <laughs> We're just going to be thankful that I no longer operate in that ministry. But then I worked with the youth a little bit, and then I uh, met my husband, and while we were dating, I felt the call to preach on my life, and I come from a long line of um, family that doesn't believe in women preachers, so that was a very scary calling to step into. I ran for a long time, and I said, God, why me? Uh, and I'll tell that story a little bit later, but so I've been a minister for eight years, and guys, after eight years, I still mess up, I still regress, I still take steps backwards after taking a hundred steps forward, um, and you know what I've learned? That when I made my bed in hell, God was there, and no matter how much I mess up, the gifts and the calls are without repentance, and so when God calls you and He chooses you, He's not going to leave you just because you are human and you messed up. So let's get into it. Who can God use? Um, my mama has a saying and she says, if God can make a donkey talk, he can use anybody. Um, because we know the story about the donkey in the Old Testament. If you don't, it's it's a good story. And he God speaks through a donkey uh, to get somebody's attention. He's willing to go that radical and that far to get your attention. And guys, if God can make a donkey speak, I promise you, he can use you. So I want to open today with some scripture starting in 2 Timothy. Um, and if you will bear with me, I have learned that it is a lot easier to look these up on my phone than to have the crinkling of my Bible pages as I'm trying to fumble through and find these while we are recording. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says this, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, if you follow my podcast, guys, I'm still a King James. I'm still a King James Bible reader. Uh, King James is just the way to my heart. Um, so that, that verse there is saying he has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Um, if you have been saved, and this is what I always try to tell people um, who come to me, and they're like, well, how do I know what I'm called to do? How do I know that God wants to call me? Guys, if he saved you and there is breath in your body, there is a purpose on your life. God has a plan for you. The next verse I want to look at is 1 Peter. Um, so we'll flip to 1 Peter 2 and 9, and it says this. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so there again, it's a very broad 
audience, if you are a chosen generation, that means if you are part of the family of God, if you have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus and he has redeemed you from the mess of your sin, then you are chosen. You are a chosen generation and peculiar people. I know a lot of people quote this as we're, you know, we're crazy, we're wild, we're out there and wild. That is the American uh, definition of peculiar. When you pull this context into um, the Greek um, and Hebrew dictionaries, this actually means a bought people. We have been purchased. We belong to God. So he bought us and we are his set apart, his set aside people, which means if you have been saved, you are part of that chosen generation, which means you have purpose. How exciting. Even if you haven't discovered it yet, even if you haven't found it yet, you have purpose. Um, And then the next verse I want to look at is James 2 and 5. Just a few more verses, guys. If you'll hang in there, we'll get right into it. Um, but I do want to lay the foundation with Scripture because the Word of God is how we overcome. Um, so James 2, verse 5 says this, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? Guys, again, I get so excited about the Word of God because it's just a reminder that we do not deserve it. We are unworthy, but He loves us and He has bought us and He has treasures and purpose and gifts laid aside for those who have been chosen. And the last verse I want to look at is probably one that almost everybody can quote. It is a very, very popular verse and it is Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's one of my favorite verses And it says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And we'll go on and read verses 12 and 13 as well with that. So Jeremiah 29 verse 12 says this, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And verse 13, And ye shall seek me, and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So guys, that is just the opening scripture laying the foundation. Um, we see there are so many more verses I could have went into, but I didn't want to spend the entire 40, 45 minutes that we have together um, reading the scriptures over and over again, because a lot of them are just little reminders that God chose you. You are not a mistake. So I want to open this episode with how can God use you? Because before you were in your mother's womb, before the seed was even fertilized, the egg was even fertilized, before your mommy and daddy even had any idea, God knew your name. Guys, and I'm trying not to cry, but this is something that I struggled with for a very long time. God knew your name. He knew every hurt you were going to face. He knew every trial you were going to go through. He knew the generational things that you would have to break off of you through him. He knew the struggles. He knew the call. And he said, I have purpose for this child. And he forms you and made you in your mother's womb. And he, he allowed that seed to be planted and you to be birthed forth. And you, at that moment of conception, became a threat to the enemy because God has divine purpose over your life. How can God use someone like you? Because he created you. 
to be used by him and to worship him and to praise him. He is faithful, guys. So with all of these verses, we see and we have established that if you are alive and breathing, that God has purpose for you. And no matter how much the enemy tells you that you are a failure, you can do it. You will overcome by the power and the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. So maybe you're thinking, but I'm so dirty, but I'm so messed up, but I'm so broken. Guess what? God knew it. He knew it when he chose you. He knew it when he called you. He knew that you were this broken, fragile man or woman who was going to need a lot of work. And that is why we are the cl- we are the clay in the potter's hand, guys. I'm reminded of the story in Jeremiah where he talks about the potter and the wheel. And I remember as a young as a young girl working in um, working in elementary school, uh, we used to <laughs> we used to make you know those those little clay projects. And I remember the patience that it takes with that clay because it's so moldable, it's so fragile. And it has to be handled with such care because it's so um, weak before it's put through the fire. Come on, somebody. Before it's put through the fire, the littlest, the littlest bump, the littlest, it just falls apart. And we are the clay. And I remember you'd take some water and you'd add water to it. And you'd take your hands and you'd mold it and you'd shape it. Now, we didn't have fancy potter wheels. We had to do it the ghetto way, you know, and we just used our hands and we had to get creative. But I remember taking so much time because I wanted to make something so beautiful. Guys, I I never expected to be this emotional during this episode. Excuse me. We... I would take time and I would take several classes because I knew walking into that art class that I had several weeks to prepare this project and usually it was going for somebody special. It was going to a grandparent or a parent or a sibling and I wanted it to be beautiful but I knew going into art class that it was something that was going to take time, that I wasn't going to get it done in that 35-minute art period that I had and so I took my time with it and when it would crumble. I would pick it back up and I would begin to start pressing that clay together again. And I would take time and I would add water when it started to dry out and I'd start to mold it. And guys, just thinking about that. And after I spent weeks preparing this clay, it was ready to go into the fire so that it could be formed and it could be established come on somebody it could be established to become what I had spent all of that time creating it to be but I knew that the fire that once it was put in the furnace that that wasn't the end there was still more work to be done because in the furnace there was chances of it cracking and and fallible fallible parts being shown, vulnerable parts, weak parts, thin parts that I would have to go back and I would have to rework on before I could add the art to the outside of it. And guys, we are that clay in God's hand. Isaiah tells us that our rags, our righteousness is as filthy rags. And that means we're not good people. 
I don't care how long you've served Jesus. I don't care how long you've been in ministry. You are fallible because you are flesh and you have no righteousness but by and through the redemption of Jesus Christ. And so God takes us as clay in his hands, knowing that we are feeble and we are fragile and we are not yet what he has envisioned us to be. See, he saw that vision of us before he placed us in the mother's womb. He said, Brianna Mullet is going to be a minister, but there's going to be a lot of things that she's got to go through to get to that place of ministry. And she's going to make mistakes along the way, but that's okay. Because when she starts to crumble or she starts to dry out or she starts to crack, I'll just add a little bit of water and I'll keep spinning her on that potter's wheel. Guys, he knows we're going to make mistakes and we are so hard on ourselves when we fall and when we make mistakes. God is our potter and he knows it's not a surprise to him when you mess up. So that is how God can use somebody like you. And so moving along a little bit without staying on the same topic, I have so many points I want to talk about. I have so many things and I just don't, I don't want to jump all over the place, but I want you to know that God has purpose for you. He has purpose for you guys. And he is not done with you just because you mess up, because you accidentally get angry and say something that you shouldn't say, because you get caught up in the trap of the enemy. He is not just going to throw you to the side and say, you know what? I'm done with this clay. I can't use it. It's not worth it. No, he doesn't throw the clay away, guys. He does what it takes to make it what he envisioned it to be. How comforting to know that God knows you will make mistakes and he doesn't just write you off because you make those mistakes. But he says, what, does, what do they need? What do they need from their Abba Father to propel them, to create them, to mold them, to be exactly what I envision them to be? Because God is the master artist. And he doesn't just give up because the going gets hard. But he says, what do I need to add to get this masterpiece to its final destination? And so with all that being said, as much as we want to be holy, as much as we want to strive to be the best person that we can be and to never fall into past mistakes and to never fall into temptations, guys, we are flesh. And the book of John tells us that if any man says he's without sin, he is a liar. He's a liar. And I have met church people. I have met ministers who say, I never sin. And I have had ministers stand and tell me that people who say that they don't sin and they don't make mistakes and they don't mess up, that they just are lazy and that they don't want to get away from sin. And guys, that's just not true. The Bible says that if any man says he's without sin, yes, Jesus says, be ye holy for I am holy. But sanctification is not something that just happens overnight. Sanctification is this ongoing process because just when you think you've about got something beat, something shows up and reveals what's left on the inside of you that God still has to work on. Because while we live in a fleshly body, while we are on this side of glory, we will not be perfect. Though our hearts strive for perfection, though our hearts want to be perfect, you're not perfect. You will have thoughts. You will say things that you don't mean. You will get in your emotions. 
But thank God for grace and redemption that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that when we mess up, he convicts us. And he says, daughter or son, this is not who I created you to be. This is not how I created you to behave. And now we need to work on this. We need to focus on getting past this problem because God doesn't just throw his hands up like religious people do and say, you're done. You've made this mistake too many times. We can't, we're done. You're out. No, God says, okay, this is our weak point and this is where we need to focus on. And he will put you through trials. He will put you through tests so that you can see how to overcome it. And he will give you words and he will give you scripture and through prayer and your efforts and your fasting and your dedication, you can overcome to get to the place where you're striving for that holiness and for that purpose on your life. But just because we make mistakes does not knock us out of our purpose. Excuse me, guys. Listen, I've got my coffee. There's a reason that I named the first episode, and I know it it didn't make sense because you couldn't see me, but I titled the first episode, Let's Get Free Over Coffee, and right here's why. Guys, I... I love my coffee and I can't help it in every episode, I promise you, I'm sitting behind the mic and the laptop with a cup of coffee. So if you will excuse me, I've not yet figured out how to pause on this new website that we're using. So I am going to um, sneak off for a drink of coffee and if you have coffee, feel free to grab some and we will jump right back in. Oh, I hope you couldn't hear that on the mic, guys. I didn't think about that. Anyways, um, guys, I'm real. I told you guys in the first episode, if you're looking for some put together podcast, I'm not the girl for you. My life is crazy. My life is chaotic. My life is a mess. And that's okay because God blesses this mess. And that's all that matters. And we just want to see you overcome. So with all of that being said, why are we placed in hard situations when we step out for our purpose? This is why. Let's flip to First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. Sorry, I was trying to make sure that I opened up the right... This is probably one of my favorite verses, and I get all the time, I get asked this question, why does God let good people go through bad things? Why does God let good people go through hard times? Well, this is why. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says this, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Guys, as much as we would love to believe that we just wake up with all of this faith, all of this drive, all of this ambition, it's just not like that, right? Like if we could be real for a second and take off like the holy girl, the I've got my life together, I'm an entrepreneur. Guys, listen, I'm all about entrepreneuring. That's what that's what I love. I encourage women to step out and be strong women of God, but we don't get to that place by just waking up. No, we get to that place through trials, through trial and error, through making mistakes, through falling down and getting back up. Our faith grows when we are placed in hard times. At the same time, when when gold is put into the fire, it burns out those impurities. Anything that is left in that gold when it goes into the fire will be revealed and it will be burned up so that when that gold comes out, it is pure, it is transparent, it is fit for royalty. And that is what God does with us, okay? We, 
would love to think that we would trust in God and that we would have faith in God without all the hard times. But the truth of the matter is that we would stay in our mess and we would hold on to the things that we hold on to if God did not put us through the fire. If he did not put us into, I'm sorry, I had a scam caller pop up. Guys, listen, I told you my life is chaotic. Um, but if we did not get put through the fire, then all of those impurities just stay and they're never revealed. They're never called out. They're never shown. And I have a story that I want to share with you guys. Um, so this past Christmas, um, as you all know, leading up to Christmas, um, I had started this podcast. I started an outreach program to, uh, help families get food and clothes and, you know, shelter heating all of that. Um, so me and my church have partnered and we are doing more outreach for our local bottoms and just anybody in need. And I also had, um, I spent all of this time just in, um, stepping into new callings. The Lord had spoke to me a few months ago. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you would have seen, I bought a new pair of high heels and he told me, he said, you're about to step into new shoes, not just in the natural, but in the spiritual. And I had no idea what that new calling was, but I knew that I was obsessed with, um, just, I had just been not obsessed with, I'd been drawn to, um, prophecy and just different gifts of the spirit and weird things started to happen in the spirit guys I'm telling you I would stand on the front pew at church and I would I would just be praying and before I knew it like stuff was coming out of my mouth not to anybody just me and the spirit and I was like I declare this and I would say I declare that you know the spirit of addiction would flee this place and I declare that somebody here today is going to be you know mended and I would just start calling out all of these things and I would declare that dry bones were coming back to life and dry situations, dead situations were going to live again. And I promise you for like, I'd say four services in a row, this happened to me and the preacher would get up. It didn't matter who it was. The preacher would get up and preach everything that I had just stood in the front pew and declared. And I would, I remember leaving church and being like, honey, what is this? Like, what is going on? Because it was, it was starting to weird me out a little bit. I was like, I'm just trying to worship during praise and worship. And I've got all of these things and, and they're just coming out and the preacher gets up and preaches on it. And like one time it happened, it was me and my husband, which me and my husband are always kind of, we've always been pretty in tune in the spirit. Like he sings and ministers. And so when I'm preaching, we don't share with each other what we're going to preach on and he'll get up and he'll sing exactly what I'm about to preach on and vice versa. Like it just, that's just how it happens. Or he'll get up and testify about what I'm about to preach on. And so it wasn't as weird when it happened with my husband, but like it was like twice with my pastor, once with my pastor's wife, and then once with another minister in the church. And I was just like, whoa, what's happening? And so all of these things started happening and I created this little safe space. Okay. Like I had my Sunday school class, um, that I, that I taught and I had my small group and I would come home and I would spend time in prayer and I would spend time just in the word of God and with my husband. And so I had created this little safe space where I was just growing with God, right? I was thriving and I was like, man, God, like I didn't kick these generational curses, but like I, you know, through the power of God, like we have tore down strongholds and I've overcome certain characteristics that I didn't like. And, and I just, I thought I had it all together. Right. And then we go, um, because I don't really go anywhere other than my home and to church and different places for ministry. 
And before we left, um, I remember being like, wow, like I'm so different. Like my family's not even going to know me when I go down because this is family that I don't see very often. I was like, they're going to not even recognize this new version of me. Right. And then I get down there and I start noticing different characteristics that start showing up in my life again that I thought were gone. And I remember like thinking like, man, I thought I had this kicked. Like I didn't think that this was still here. And I'm like, I wasn't out there cussing or carrying on, but like I picked on my little sister a lot and I just wasn't very nice to her. Like I was, I didn't like beat her up or anything, but you know, me and my siblings, we, we pick on each other anyways. But like, I feel like I kind of took it too far for the place because even though it may not be wrong for some people, when God calls you to a different level, when he calls you to a specific calling, there are certain ways that you have to act right and so I thought that I had I had I had it all together right and then I was taken out of that safe place and I was put in an unfamiliar place not that my family was unfamiliar but for this this life that I had been living I had stepped out of my comfort zone because my comfort zone now is my home. I love being in my studio. I love recording. I love being in the word of God. And I was pulled out of those elements and placed into an unfamiliar um, scenario for the weekend. And I remember on the way home feeling so defeated. Um, I remember driving, my husband was sleeping, my sister was sleeping, and it was just me. I had music playing and I was like, God, I feel so disappointed in myself. Like, I don't even feel worthy to go home and record an episode for the podcast because how, why do you keep using me? Like, why? Like, I thought that I had it all figured out. I thought that I was in this place where I was just thriving. And then I just feel this defeat, right? And I turn on a message from TD Jakes and he talks about how you have to be pulled out of the safe place to see what is actually going on. Because when you build a bubble, it's hard to see certain things, right? It's hard to see what you're still holding on to because you have built this perfect little this perfect little safe space. And that's what I had done. And so God had to pull me out of the familiar to show me like, hey, it's okay. Like, I'm still going to use you. You still have purpose on your life, but this is what we need to work on. And guys, that is why we're put in the fire. Because had I not been pulled out of this unfamiliar place, uh, this safe place, if I had not been pulled out of my safe place, excuse me, and put into an unfamiliar place, then, you know, I would not have seen that I was still holding on to these characteristics. I had to be put in a situation to kind of test and see, like, is that still on the inside of you or not? And I believe that that's what God did this weekend is he showed me like, hey, you know, you can't act like that anymore. But that is still on the, even though it doesn't show all the time when you're placed around certain people, that part of you is still there. And we need to work on that. Like we need to, and it's not that my family are, they're good people. They love Jesus. There are just certain, you know, things that I can't do anymore, that I can't say anymore. And it took me being placed back into that um, old familiar situation, I should say, uh, to see that those things were still there. They just weren't as prominent. And so that is why, guys, we're put in these situations sometimes, these hard situations that we don't understand. It's not to punish us. It's not for God to be like, oh, you're done. Like, you messed up that, that you, you got angry, you know, no, sometimes when we think we've got it all figured out, the potter has to put us back in the fire so that those cracks can show so that those, because 
to get where we're going, we have to get rid of all of this stuff. We have to break these generational curses off of us. Like we have, and the good thing is we don't have to do it alone. Like it was God who showed me, like when I was feeling defeated on my drive home Monday morning, he was like, Hey daughter, it's okay. Like, I, I know that, that you're not proud of yourself right now. You're not proud of what, you know, what you've said, what you've done, but I allowed you to be put in that place so that you could see we've got some work to do when you get home. And so that's where I'm at right now, guys. And the, and the same the same scenario, uh, uh, the, it applies to so many different situations. Like God will allow us to be put in the fire so that we can see what still has to be burned up. And we won't be perfect coming out of the fire, but we'll be that much closer to Jesus. Uh, you have to be taken out of your comfort zone. So guys, with all of that being said, um, you will make mistakes, but guess what? God loves you and there is purpose on your life. And I've been asked so many times, uh, how do I know what my purpose is? How do I know what my call is? You're not going to know right away. Um, you're not going to know. You're not just, and you may just wake up one morning and be like, Hey, <laughs> like this is, this is what I'm passionate about. I think this is what God called me to. Um, never in a million years would I have dreamed that I'd be sitting here recording a podcast, uh, sharing all of my personal business. Um, I'm a very, I used to be a very vulnerable person. I was a very, uh, shy person who put on this show. Like I didn't have any problems. And one day God was like, Hey, you're about to share all your problems with the world. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> Can we talk about this for a minute, God? And he was like, yeah, you can talk, but this is what you're going to do. So sometimes you do just wake up and God's like, hey, this is what I want you to do. And then there are other times that God's like, let's just work on our relationship and then we'll get to where we're going. But guys, you have purpose. Everybody, God designed you. And this is what I tell my Sunday school class all the time. God designed us with specific traits, um, specific personality qualities, specific, um, some people are more empathetic than others. Some people are more matter of fact. Some people are very artistic. Some people are very sympathetic and good with counseling. Some people have wonderful voices and anointing and, and anointing to back those voices. Some people are good at makeup. Some people are good at working on cars. Some people are but your purpose is not just in a pulpit. And I want to stress that because my whole life, you know, growing up in that old school Pentecostal um, independent kind of way of thinking, you were always taught that like, you know, your job's just your job, like whatever. But I have found a love for nursing like no other. Um, I had nursing books on my uh, Christmas list, you know, and my dad was like, you might be a nerd if you want books for Christmas, but guess what, guys, like, I love to learn, I love, um, I love school, I, I would love R in school a lot more if I didn't have to work full time, but um, I love being in school. I love expanding my knowledge biblically. Um, me and my husband are planning to start um uh, like Bible school at some point within the next year or so when I get out of nursing school. So um, we just, you know, we love to grow. And, but what I was going to say is that my call as a minister goes hand in hand with my call as a nurse. And yes, I said my call as a nurse. I truly believe that when God created me, there was like nurse nurse stamped right on my forehead guys because that's that's just what I love to do I love to take care of people and guess what when I am sitting 
in the hospital next to somebody getting ready to take their last breath, I can stand beside them and I can hold their hand, the ones without family, and I can say a prayer over them and I can just pray for that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I can also hug them and counsel them and help them in their most vulnerable moments. So guys, your purpose goes hand in hand with your with your job like you not everybody is called to be a preacher not everybody's called to be a singer not everybody's called to be a teacher but guess what you can be called to be a mechanic and god sends an atheist your way who is ready to commit suicide and his transmission goes out and he's like that's it when i get home i'm done you know like he was at the verge of just ending it all and you're at work that day and you, you wake up and you say, God, give me somebody to help today while I'm at work or while I'm on my way to work or, you know, wherever you're going to be. And God will make that your purpose. And he will send that person right into your shop with the broken transmission where you can say, hey, not only can I help you with your car, but let me help you with your heart. Like, let me tell you about a man who loves you so much that he laid down his life to die for you. And guys, the same thing goes for my girls at the salon. Like, they don't know how much they have helped me. Um, I truly believe that that's, that is one of their big purposes in this life. Shout out to Stephanie, Hannah, Nikki, if you guys are listening. I love you guys so much. Uh, they just, they don't know how much relief I get walking into that salon, even like, if I'm not coming for lashes or hair, like just to see them and just to hear them say like, Hey, we love you, Brie. Like I'm getting all emotional just talking about it, but like they help so many people and they have such big hearts. And I believe that that is their part of their purpose. You know, like your job is your purpose. My husband, you know, they pick on him at work and call him the preacher man, but he has purpose in that occupation. And <clears throat> Excuse me, that was really gross, guys. I hope that the mic did not pick that up. I'm getting all I'm getting all emotional and my nose is getting stopped up, but you have purpose. Um so don't wake up and be like, Well, I don't have a podcast or you know, I'm not Sarah Jake Roberts. Uh, that girl is um that is my inspiration. Like Sarah, I don't if you ever hear this by chance, I just love you so much and you inspire me so much. But um you know, you don't just wake up with all of this purpose. It comes through going through hard times. You know, my girls at the local, they started as employees and now they are owners of the salon and now they have two salons and, you know, they're just branching out and doing these big things, but it didn't just come to them. It took putting in lots of hours, lots of prayers, lots of hard work and dedication and sleepless nights, I'm sure, all while raising babies. And my goodness, when I met Sarah, or when I met Stephanie, she was so pregnant that, you know, I don't know how she was still working, but they, they made it happen. They did the thing, you know? And so, and my husband, you know, started out at the bottom and even myself, I started out as an STNA making $8 an hour and guys, now I'm getting ready to finish are in school with my associate's degree and I'm going on for my bachelor's and my master's and I am, you know, I have a job working ICU step down and I also do pediatric nursing and all while working in the ministry full time with the podcast. And, and I don't say any of this to brag on any of us, but God's favor and his faithfulness when he called you, when he created you, he created you with a purpose. He created you. And when you walk in that purpose, it's not that 
you're better than anybody else. It's not that you have, but everybody has been given that purpose. They just haven't learned how to access it. They just haven't put in the work to find that purpose. And maybe your purpose is preaching and singing. You know, I preach as well and, and I preach when I'm asked, but my whole, like my whole purpose is not just preaching. Like you have purpose outside of the church walls. You have purpose in the streets, guys. There are people who need to hear what's on the inside of you and your imperfections does not disqualify you from that purpose. So I encourage you today uh, to take time and say, what am I good at? Like, man, what do I just really love to do? I, you know what? It just clicked. I love to talk guys. I'm a talker. Anybody who knows me knows that I will talk for hours. No wonder God called me into this podcast because I just love to talk, but ask yourself, like, what am I good at? What do I love to do? And look at the doors that, cause sometimes God will open doors that we don't even realize, you know, we've, we, we just overlook them and we don't really walk into them. And then we miss like we miss all that God is trying to do. And he says that I know the thoughts that I think towards you guys, those their thoughts. He's not going to make you do them. He has an expected end for you. He has a future and a purpose for your life, but he's not going to make you walk in it. Like one of the biggest misconceptions in the church is that it's just going to come to you. Like you just keep loving Jesus and it's going to come to you. No, that is not how it works. Like you have to put in some work, guys. You've got to put in the effort. You've got to constantly seek the face of God and say, God, what do you want me to do? God, I have this story or God, I'm going to do this. And, and he will show you, but you have got, it's going to take, you know, sometimes it takes work in your nine to five for 10 years. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it blows up overnight. But you have to be willing to make the sacrifices. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Guys, when I tell you that I am absolutely astonished that the episode that I didn't even want to post publicly is one of my most played episodes right now, which was last week's episode, Overcoming Sexual Exhaustion. Never in my life did I imagine I'd record an episode like that and it be heard by 19 people at, you know, within the first few hours. And I'm like, I don't, you know, no, I don't want to know. I'm so glad it doesn't tell me who listens to that because that was not an easy episode for me to record and to post for the world to hear. But here we are. But God has a plan and you have to be willing to step into those uncomfortable situations, those uncomfortable jobs, those uncomfortable, you know, money's going to be tight. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to make budget cuts. You're going to have to do the thing to come into your purpose. But if you're willing to make those necessary sacrifices and the, you know, getting three hours of sleep at night because you've got sermons to write and you've got podcasts to record and you've got a house to clean because guess what? Life is still rolling when you're walking in your purpose. There's still going to be dishes to be done and a doggy to be walked and a husband to be fed. You know, life still is happening. And so it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of consistency and being motivated even when you wake up and you're not motivated. Like you've got to renew that motivation and say, you know what, God, today I ain't feeling feeling like it, but here we go. Like we're going to do it. And, and God will be faithful every single time because he wants you to prosper. He has thoughts of you to prosper, but he needs you to put in the effort on the other end. And guys, don't let your mistakes disqualify you. The enemy would love nothing more than to convince you that you're 
mistakes count you out of ministry because you have a voice that needs to be heard that is going to change people's lives guys I'm not I'm not just saying that like you have a story they need to hear that prostitutes can find happiness and marriage and love and 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 hope and they need to hear that the addicts hello the addicts do recover they do find grace they they have purpose on their life they need to hear that the ones who are homeless right now do come in and get jobs and find happiness and and family and a home and a good job and you know maybe even a college degree guys the sick need to hear that they can be healed that they can recover they can take up their bed and go and they're not going to hear this stuff unless you step into your purpose and open your mouth and use the voice that God preordained inside of you when he formed you in his mother in your mother's womb he knew the struggles and he said guess what I've placed a voice deep down inside of them that if they will just learn to access that voice. They're going to help so many people. Guys, you have purpose and your mistakes and your shortcomings do not disqualify you. They put armor in your armory to be used against the enemy and his tactics to say, guess what? You thought I was going to be a prostitute for the rest of my life. You thought that I was going to be a slave to alcohol and drugs and men for the rest of my life. You thought I was going to be homeless and living with no running water. But here I am 12 years later thriving. I have a beautiful home home. I have two wonderful jobs, a beautiful husband, a beautiful church being used in the ministry because I learned to access what God had given me on the inside. For a long time, I let the enemy keep me bound to the lie that I could not be used by God and I had no confidence. And then one day I said, you know what? I don't want to live like this. Like I've either got purpose on my life or I don't. And since I learned to access that and, and have that relationship with Jesus Christ and to find my strength in him and to find my confidence in him, like guys, you can do the same and there are people banking on you to step out into your purpose so yes 100 percent, god can use someone like you guys he loves you so much i'm getting a little excited guys listen i promised that i wasn't going to preach on this podcast but i get so excited god is so faithful and i just want to see you step out i want to see you thrive and so with all of that being said i know that i didn't really follow a script this episode was kind of a rogue episode like i said i had had a crazy few days this is really just what i felt when i was talking to stephanie yesterday i actually told her i was like hey maybe i'm gonna make a podcast on being just human like you make mistakes you are going to fall but you still have purpose and get out there and find your purpose so with all of that being said i would like to close uh in prayer and thank you all if you've listened to this point from the bottom of my heart i know i say it every episode but we appreciate you guys um we are at almost a hundred um members in this new family and i'm so excited i'm so thankful for grace and mercy. So with all of that being said, um, let's go to prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this podcast, Lord. I thank you for every listener. I thank you for every person that is hearing the sound of my voice right now, God. And I pray that you would just reveal their purpose to them. God, that you would show them that you are still the potter and God, we are the clay and that you are aware of our mistakes and our shortcomings. And God, you don't throw us away, but you love us all that all that much greater. And Lord, I pray right now that every listener would feel your agape love, that love without conditions, that love without 
circumstances, that love that will go to the depths of the earth to rescue them. God, I pray that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, and just propel them to their destiny. God, give them that motivation and that strength to overcome even in the fire, God. And I pray right now, Lord, that you would just be with every family, Lord. And if there is anybody listening, God, who is not yet found you as their personal Abba Father. Lord, I pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, I pray that you would let your word ring loud in their ears and in their hearts, God, and you would draw them in to repentance, Lord, and let them find the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Guys, I love you. If you need me, please feel free to reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I do have a TikTok. Um, and I believe that they're linked to my original page. I also have my podcast. It It is on, available to Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Prime Music, as well as Spotify. And we are looking at getting launched on a few other, um, maybe iHeartRadio. And now I uh, have a studio through Riverside, um, which is how I am recording this episode. And guys, listen, if you're struggling with anything, please reach out. Don't, don't go through it alone. There is no topic too embarrassing to reach out. I promise you, I'm, I'm just a raggedy girl redeemed by Jesus, guys. There's, I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, and I will never judge you for struggling. I will never judge you uh, for what you feel stuck in. Guys, reach out. I love you guys so much.